child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Someday, yeah, we'll put it together and we'll get it undone. Someday, when you hit as much light. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie 104.9 The Horn. That's when Patrick Tech Jams had reached uh, the actually from a soundtrack uh, that inspired him somehow and placed those selections. And based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to guess uh, what the featured film is for midweek movie music. Harge actually got it uh, by accident, kind of stumbled upon exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, he actually got it. It was Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1. Remember the sequel we did last week for midweek movie music. So my man Patrick tried to pull the uh, the okie doke on us on that one. All right, so yeah, uh, and, uh, and to CB, I know that Twister came out. CB was right. He said the movie anniversary today is Twister. Uh, it does have a it has a uh, Twister. Twister has a soundtrack with a lot of famous names on it. Oh, Not mean- a lot of great songs for the radio. Right. A lot of kind of more in your feeling songs. Oh and, yeah, I can I can believe yeah, it. Because was- uh, and they're remaking Twister, aren't they? Are they? I I think I saw that they're remaking. Well, they remake everything. They remake everything. Come on. Yeah, they do. So remake they're, everything. They're definitely remaking Twister. I believe I saw the hell CB might have sent that to me. Honestly, <laughs> CB will resend it to me if uh, I did miss that. Uh, shout out to uh, all the listeners out there, not just my man CB. Uh, you can hit us up on the Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. That is the number to the Specs text line. You also hit us up via the Twitterverse. Uh, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Uh, Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers. We did. have have a interesting conversation about the tooth fairy uh, and keeping up with the times because of Harge, uh, the tooth fairy in his house, he did remind us that the tooth fairy, which is uh, a lady it in is. your house, but the tooth fairy can be whatever you, your household imagined it to be. All right. Very tooth true. fairy can uh, fill all of those uh, different roles. Uh, but yeah, time to find out in Harge's household, the tooth fairy given $5. Five. Flat rate. Five, yep. For That's- the tooth. Stuck on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Master Gardner says everyone knows you pay the most for the first one. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, the Tooth Fairy usually does. We're doing consistency See? around my house. It's consistency over yeah, there. Show at, up and be consistent. House. That's right. Yeah, you go. I like that. Yep. Uh, tooth Fairy. Uh, this uh, text says if I get to pull the tooth, uh, oh, they get twenty from the Tooth Fairy. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you pulled all of my damn teeth when I was a kid. Twenty. <laughs> That's the highest we've had. We had a fifteen dollar. Oh. Tooth Fairy up $15, here at one time. That's right. That was at Westlake Tooth Fairy. $20. You're giving out full size. You're giving out jumbo size candy bars. <laughs> yeah. There's Sharon size candy yeah. bars at Halloween. That is true. That's right. That, that, that full size King size Snickers bar. Man. Exactly. That, that's still like a, a folklore. That's like an urban <laughs> that's urban legend, man. That full size Snickers bar. No, nah, I seen it. In Westlake? Oh, no. I ain't seen it over no, there. No, I'm just where oh, you see yeah. it. <laughs> oh, we had it. Somebody gave it to one of our kids in our neighborhood. You got a full size Snickers? Full size. Grown. Wow. That's crazy. Grown one. That's, that's Which strange. Was, was very awkward, too, by the way. How many, how many full size candy bars were they giving out? I think they were giving them to like, all they, the kids. Uh, did they win the lottery or something? Maybe. Did this, this family still live in the neighborhood? Or maybe they, maybe, yeah, they still live in the neighborhood. Are they, like, do they maybe they're Like, qui- do they drive, Maybe like, they're just quiet. Do they drive, like, really nice cars? Like, do they have a pool? I personally didn't go on the walk. I personally didn't go on the walk. I was at home <sighs> giving out the candy. Full size. I mean, they wasn't getting much from our size. house. King size. Not full Economy full size. size. 
It was the king size. The king size. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Usually you get the you get the you know the snack size. That's, that's that's the one that I Man. like when they All bring right. it into the they house. They are definitely giving out the the tooth fairy that that household twenty dollar bills exactly. For a and they ain't got no teeth in there. And I think they might have a candy. Tesla. I think they might have a Tesla. <laughs> they got a Tesla. <laughs> they might got a Tesla. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, and if you want to join in, we got the conversation uh, on the on the. There's a poll on the Twitter, the Horn FM Twitter. Uh, there's been oh, a poll put up asking okay. uh, if it's uh, five dollars or less, or more than five dollars. <laughs> no doubt for your uh, tooth fairy. I thought uh, Harge's tooth fairy at their household was you know being generous. Turns out. You you kind of round the average. That's why I'm. Yeah, that's we what we some, are. We're some, average people, man. We try to be around 20. average. We did get some. Um, uh, there were people that said they that their tooth fairy starts the first tooth you get. You know, a larger amount, maybe a ten, five, and then it, after that is a reduced rate mm-hmm. for the tooth. So, I gotta tell you, this tooth fairy, she, we need consistency because she seems to be, or he, or he, she, well, that, them they, <laughs> them. Uh, the tooth fairy seems to have a different <laughs> policy. Right. Whereas they, you know, it's not universal, man. Go to different communities and it, it different depends households. Depends on where you live. Okay. Depends on where you live. The, the, so the Tooth Fairy caters it just for your house. That's, the Tooth Fairy's got that's what like it the, seems like. They got the New York <laughs> Stock Exchange up in there. <laughs> the layer, just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, it's down right now. <laughs> the stocks are dropping for the teeth. That's a great one. You're right about that, Magic. And that's, oh, CB, send it to me. See, Cruz setting up as Twister's sequel. About to start shooting in parts of Oklahoma. Thank you, CB. At Chris GB double zero two thousand. Told you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know. That's Twister sequel. Sequel or a remake? Is that a remake or a sequel? Can't be a sequel. That would, well, if sequel it is, it's number weird. two, right? Well, the sequel too. I think a lot of those guys aren't alive anymore. Like a lot <laughs> yeah, of the actors. Yeah, because you're right. The main away. guy, Bill, Bill Paxton. Bill, is, is it Paxton? Yeah, yeah it was Paxton. Paxton right? He, yeah. He's gone. He's yeah. He's Philip Seymour Hoffman was in that. I think. You're yeah. right. I forgot Philip Seymour Hoffman was in that one. Yeah, you're right about that one. Good point. Okay, was it Helen Hunt? Yeah, Helen, Helen Hunt. Hunt. She's yes. still around. In her hot days, that was Helen Hunt when she was a little hottie still. Mm-hmm. Back then. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, enough about that stuff. Oh, I had a random story I want to bring up. We gotta talk some NBA though. I got another random story, random conversation. I like it. In addition to the um, the tooth fairy topic that got hot mm-hmm. on the Specs text line, how about this one real quick, though? Think about this Specs text line just real quick. And go check it out on the uh, Twitter account, too, like the Horns Twitter account, our tooth fairy conversation that really captivated the first couple hours. <laughs> yeah. How about this one? Energy Star Program of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. Probably shouldn't have said that. Some of y'all already turned it off. <laughs> Some of y'all already like, ah, shut up. Shut up, Ron. <laughs> also, the U.S. Department of Energy, they said people should set their thermostat to 78 degrees when what? they are home and need cooling in an effort to save energy. Wait, 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 wait. Set it to 78? 78 degrees when they are home and need cooling in an effort to save energy during these hotter months. Also, when you're sleeping or away, the suggested temperatures go up. They said when sleeping, it's recommended your thermostat is kept at 82 degrees. Patrick, I know you like that. 82 degrees. And when away, people should set their thermostat to 85 degrees. So we got three three different settings here. Sleep setting, like uh, basically your away setting, and then like, uh, like basically you're going to be away for, I don't know, more than 24 hours setting. There is no so way on God's sleep. green earth I'm sitting in my house at 78 so, degrees. Your, what's your sleep setting? What's your awake setting? And what's your away from the house setting? That's the three settings. They got your sleep setting. They said should be. Oh, this is yeah. It's just crazy. That came. They got 82 degrees. We said when sleep. I'm reading it again. When sleeping, 
at 82 degrees. There's no way I'm comfortable. And then they said when you're just awake and hit the house needed cooling, 78 degrees. And when you're away from the house, 85 degrees. Is it? Does it save energy when I got 48 fans hooked up around me? <laughs> it's going to blow on me. Get in, find any cool air anywhere. When you keep going back to the fridge, opening exactly. it up. Exactly. Standing drinks. in there doing like this. Man, I'm dehydrated over here. All right. So. There's no way I could sleep at 82 degrees. No. No, dude, I sleep at like 68 that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, where it's nice. And you could be like, oh, this feels wonderful. Thank thank you, people who invented AC. Now, I will say my resting, what means resting, I'm gonna guess that's during the day. Resting, sleeping, I'm 68. Resting, I'm seven we're 75. We're 75. When, when resting. You, like just in the house hanging out. We're at 75. We keep ours right at 72. All the time, never move. No, in any situation, no it, sleep, it don't change. It's set at seventy-two. We changed based on the situation. But I will tell you this: there have been times when I've walked into that house and I'm like, <laughs> "Are we hanging meat up in here at seventy-two? I walk by the thermostat and I'm like, and "It's still seventy-two. It's still seventy-two. Well, maybe you got a house that cools very easily. Like you got a lot. Of, you got carpet, a lot of carpet in your house. No, maybe you got good like insulation." We got, we got something. Got new window. Because I'm still kind of trying to figure out why it's so cold in there sometimes. So, so hard is that 72 all the time. Patrick, rest, sleeping, sleeping, resting away. Sleep, uh, so sleeping, I probably put it 69, 68. Mm-hmm. I put it there somewhere to try and, and then, uh, yeah, awake and keep it around. Like, so if it's during the day, I'd probably go like 75. And then when it gets to night and then I'm watching a game or something, I might put it down like 72. Just because you don't want to be sweat. More bodies in there. Yeah. Activity. Yeah, I got you. It's cooking. You're cooking or yeah. something like that. No, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, this is absurd. <laughs> obviously, the people don't live in Texas. Like, what right. are you, and, and you heard about the grid. We're supposed to be worried about the grid again in case the temperatures get too hot. The grid. Is also fragile, apparently. Fragile. All right. Sorry. I didn't want people worked up there. All right. Spec sex line. Give me your. Didn't that guy resign? The guy. That, the dude, yeah. What dude's going to solve yeah, the problem? Like, I'm like, that's one dude. Resigned. Yeah. I'm like, did that dude, did that dude resign? <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of dudes resigning for Texas uh, because of that grid. All right. Uh, give me your sleeping, resting away temperatures in your house because i remember growing up you couldn't touch the thermostat oh my, like, goodness. my dad that was like that was, that was a fight that was a beat down that was, yeah that was you were going you, you had a conversation a with my dad one-on-one you're gonna put something one. on this bill when you try Basically, to change yes it? about how yeah. much money yeah. he, he, that you are paying yep. to be able to change the thermostat and then you had to leave and my dad we we, we were always hot we was always sweating in the house yeah you know what i mean so it's Everybody's got their own little, uh, their own comfort zone, I guess, I guess, when it comes to thermostats. All right, so give me that on Specs Text Line. Let's get to the Lakers and the Warriors. We reviewed the games from last night uh, earlier in the show. I got a conversation that I want to have about Steph Curry. And I didn't think we'd be having this conversation, but it's so interesting how, you know, the, the perception can quickly shift about a player. Uh-huh. Apparently now Steph Curry is not clutch. Because the numbers say he's not clutch. Mm-hmm. Steph is 0, 0 of 14 on career shots to take the lead in the final 50 seconds or fourth quarter of overtime in the playoffs. That's crazy. Right. I, I didn't know that. Uh, the last 25 uh, years in the final minute of playoff games on three-pointers to tie or take the lead with a minimum of eight attempts, Steph Curry, 21%. LeBron James at 
Mm-hmm. Reggie Miller's at 46%. Kobe Bryant's at 17%. Uh, KD at 18%, to give you a little perspective. Uh, last 25 years to take the take uh, the lead or to tie in the final minute of playoff games. Um, and it also points out here that Steph is uh, 6 of 25. Yeah. So 24%. And LeBron is 22 of 45. And 40, 48, 49%. 48%. Yeah. But here's the other part of it. Steph is number two on that list. Who's number one on that list? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is uh, three of 24 at 12%. He's at 12%. So that goes to show you how Jimmy Butler is at 46%. Yeah, Jimmy's a beast. Jimmy Jimmy kills it. We've seen it. Yeah. When, When it's clutch time, Jimmy's the one that gets after it. But when you talk about Steph Curry and you people have always said this about LeBron James, and I've always thought it was funny, he's a pass-first guy, and he leads the NBA in scoring. He's the all-time leading scorer in in the NBA as a pass-first guy. And then you he's not clutch. Well, you just gave the numbers. No, the dude is, is very clutch. I, it's, why I, it's why I love that the narrative keeps shifting. I'm glad that now we do have analytical mm-hmm. evidence to show that LeBron is clutch, and that is a fool's argument nowadays. It LeBron is. ain't clutch. Like well, all the numbers say, he is clutch. Can you we just move, don't like? Can him. we move on to exactly? Can we move on to another critical? Just say you don't like him. of LeBron James's game. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Say you don't like him, or, or move on to something else about his game. But don't say he ain't clutch because the numbers say he's clutch. But what about Steph? Yeah, is Steph clutch? Can you be great without being clutch? Because we had this conversation about LeBron, I swear, like five, six years ago. Like, oh, he's not clutch, but he's still great. Uh, so is it, does this affect his legacy? Uh, um, because now this, this has come out in this series. Now if he comes back down 3-1 in this series, <laughs> then, yeah, this is a moot conversation. doesn't matter because, yeah, hell yeah, you got to be clutch to come back down 3-1. He's going to have to, you know, pull off some – Clutch shots in clutch moments to do so. But it is interesting that those numbers come out about Steph now that he hasn't really been a a clutch guy in the playoffs. Now, they win, but when it comes to the clutch moment and you need Steph to be there, they haven't had as many because they don't need them. But when they need the clutch moment, that Steph hasn't really been that guy for them. It's the projection of what you see and what you think, right? It's the... It's whatever they want us to see. But when you do the brass tacks and you get into those numbers, you see it, bro. That's exactly what it is. Steph has been – he's been good, but he hasn't been great. He's been okay in certain times, and they want to highlight those moments, and that's it. But when you look at the career and look at the numbers of how it's been broken down, he's he's been pedestrian. He's right next to – Russell, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And what do they say about Russell Westbrook? Oh, he's not a clutch player. He may get all the triple-doubles, but he's not a clutch player. Well, you need to go and look at what Steph's numbers look like, too, and you need to flip that narrative of what you've been saying about LeBron not being clutch when the numbers tell you he's very clutch. Yeah. No, it's just – it's yeah. Patrick, your thoughts about Steph's – will this uh, narrative hurt his overall legacy now that this has kind of – I don't know, become one of the main talking points against Steph's legacy is that, oh, no, he's an all-time great player, just doesn't have the clutch gene per se. I think it would hurt if he was held a little bit higher. Like, if you try and put him in that conversation with LeBron and Jordan and Kobe and that conversation, where he might get to, if, if he continues to have success for four or five more years, he may get in there and then it can hurt him. But where he is right now, you can't look at all the rest of the numbers and say, no, he's not on that second tier of all-time great players. 
Oh, no, he's good. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he is great. Even this, this yeah, text yeah. says so Kobe wasn't great. No, Kobe is great, of course. Kobe's great. But is there a perception that Kobe is clutch? And some of the numbers will say that Kobe is not as clutch exactly. as a LeBron. Although yeah. people always assume, no, no, well, Kobe is clutch just because he had the competitive sickness. Yes, he did, but also not as clutch as LeBron has been. No, right. and, I, and I mean, there's also things to be said that it's harder to be clutch without size. So the smaller you are, the the less strength you have, the easier it is for a guy to stay on top of you at the end of the game, and you can't really put that separation in between you. Whereas LeBron can separate a lot easier because he can use his strength and his size to kind of get a little bit more space and get a shot off. Steph Curry is taking three steps back away from Anthony Davis and taking a shot stepping back, which is just an insanely hard shot. And I know he makes it look easy a lot of the game, but that's kind of his shots a lot of times at the end of games are he's running. He's not he's not getting a shot at the basket, whereas if you watch LeBron, if you watch how Michael Jordan used to do out Kobe, you're aiming to try and get moving forward towards the basket. Just makes it an easier shot. So I think there's something that it's just we can – and then Russell Westbrook makes the same too. You're like, for a guard, it's just harder. For a point guard, for someone 6'2", 6'3", to be that level of the guy to take a shot at the end of the game when everyone knows you're that guy, it just becomes a little bit harder. Yeah, no, yeah. it's. I just think it's. Yeah, and um, I'm. I'm a big Steph fan. I'm a huge Steph fan. I, I think that in our analytical era that we live in, especially the era of social media, um, which my man uh, love KD used to always say that basically Twitter is just a bathroom wall. Right. <laughs> uh, and well, he's, Charlie he's, Strong said it was the downfall yeah, of society. I, I, I don't disagree <laughs> with that. I think it's a very uh, astute observation. Mm-hmm. But what I will say that in this day and age, we will we're going to tear apart a legacy. For sure. Right? And analytics helps us do it. And sometimes it can help you prove things, too. But, you know, uh, there's a great quote from the Dark Knight movies. You know, you die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. And I think, you know, Steph's probably at the point now where, hey, man, that's just, he's, he's been celebrated for so long and beloved for so long. Mm-hmm. It's about now people start trying to tear, tear his legacy apart a little bit. And that's why this new narrative is starting to you know, come to uh, come to light a little bit because I, I I didn't know these numbers at all, but analytics they help us dive deeper into these themes um, mm-hmm. and some of these storylines. And Steph is still one, one of the all time greatest players. He's still a goat, but just like LeBron's legacy, we've been able to pick it apart due to social media and analytics, unlike mm-hmm. we did with MJ's game, because we just didn't have the resources. We didn't have this kind of culture as a fandom. I call them fanless. Now everybody's a fanless. Right? <laughs> so right. we didn't have that culture of the fanless culture. Now with the fanless culture, we're going to pick apart everybody's game. I mean, it's just, and, and I think for Steph, it's just part of it. Is this the only uh, underachieving aspect of his game? Probably so. Like, I don't know if he – this is the first time we've ever heard of him actually being below average in some aspect of his game pretty much. Yeah. Right. What's the other? Uh, what other aspect of his game is his defense? He's just really below average at defense. Or he's, I wouldn't even say he's below average. I'd yeah. say he's probably closer Considering to average. Considering his size, yeah, he actually has either early on in his career lead the, the NBA in the steals, steals a yeah, couple yeah, of years yeah. too. Um, yeah, but, but that's also that's, that's before those, he started scoring all the time. Also, also steals true. is yeah. also that really weird analytical thing where there's so many guys that were like they're good at steals, like because they don't want to play defense. So they go for steals. So they're really talented, and they can judge balls. But you, it's really it's it sucks to play defense on a guy because you have to sit there and watch him and watch his eyes, and it's mentally draining, and you have to be in a stance the whole time, defensive stance. You got to have your hands up. Or if a guy throws a pass over, you go for it, and either get your guy scores, and you run back down and get a play offense, or you get a steal. So. 
there's a lot of guys who'll be like, man, he was just a thief. And you're like, he was just kind of lazy and knew the easy way out of playing defense was to go for steals. Yeah, I mean, so work, he's talented. He can do smarter, it. Smarter, not harder. Yeah, it's like he's talented <laughs> enough he could do it. But it's a it's a really misnomer of a stat on a lot of guys that you're like, well, I test would tell you he doesn't care about defense one bit, but then statistically he leads in steals. But that's because he doesn't care about defense. Yep. Yeah. I, I, and when you're so off, we give guys a break in terms of being a two-way player when they're elite offensively. Uh, you don't ask him to be consistent on both ends of the floor. Right. It's like we don't – nobody looks, Looking for that 3 and D guy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly, right? So for for a guy like Steph, I mean, you know, I think people give him a break or even a pass on defense considering how much of a factor and how impactful he's been offensively. Um, anyway, I thought it was a conversation that we need to have because um, – I love it. Yeah, it's, it's something that I was unaware of about Steph's uh, resume, if you will. Um, but honestly, I don't think it affects his resume – all that much. I think people have seen enough of Steph to know that it's 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 even one of those things where I know that the analytics say I get it. The analytics say that he it doesn't have a great clutch gene, and still I think just based on uh, the it's one of those things where the eye test doesn't necessarily align with the numbers. Right, I, your eye right. test would tell you that Steph is clutch. You just see him. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Time like the, the perception yeah, is like, like, oh my God, he's he's, got, he's money. <laughs> then you look at the numbers, and it's like that's when we, you you always talk about the analytics and the numbers and how they match up and what it says. That's why when you get those numbers, you're like, oh. Yeah, the evidence showed me exactly. something totally different than what my theory or hypothesis was. Exactly, and I, and I still probably would take Steph to take a shot for sure. Clutch time, I'm like no, that's I'll why. Take Steph, that's why Steph. Jordan Poole took the shot the other day because he was like, I seen Steph's number. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go ahead and jack this up. I got KB. I can't be worth Steph. Over fourteen. Jordan Poole probably has that in his phone somewhere. Exactly. Got a screenshot of it. Come yep, on, man. Look at, your, look at your number, Steph. Look at your, you see my number, man. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right, a uh, little NBA discussion there. We come back. We got to get into Rod's round today. There is talk that the NFL quarterback market is going to shift dramatically because Patrick Mahomes is about to get uh, an updated extension. Hiller. That's the word on the street. I don't know what the hell that number is going to be, but uh, trust me, it'll be the biggest number that any uh, NFL player has ever seen on the dotted line. We'll get into that and talk about it and talk about why Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes deserves that money and a whole lot more. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, you've done it doing? now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie. Time for Rod's rant of the day. And I wanted to get into a story that's kind of gone under the radar about Patrick Mahomes. I saw it on Pro Football Talk. I saw it in around the NFL, um, NFL.com too. Um, and it said basically that Patrick Mahomes, uh, when he signed his current 12-year contract three years ago, um, that he basically, the bar was set average per year by him, roughly $45 million. He was making, more, I think, more $10 million more than the next quarterback, the second highest paid quarterback annually. Now with Lamar Jackson at $52 million per year, Mahomes has fallen $7 million a year behind the highest paid player in the sport. And Chiefs GM Brett Veach, who is one of the best GMs in the NFL, has already vowed. <laughs> it didn't take him long. He's already vowed to address the Mahomes deal uh, after more quarterback contracts are completed. So he wants other quarterbacks to set the market. He's like, I got the best quarterback in the league. 
So please go out there, get paid more. Joe Burrow, please go break the bank, do what you got to do, and then I will. It would just make my job easier in, in terms of negotiating with my client. I mean, sorry, my client, Makes my, sense. my yeah. player, which is Patrick Mahomes and his uh, his agent, and then his client. It'll make it easier because he's going to be paid the highest. He wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the league annually. Um, and honestly, if you're the Chiefs, yeah, I mean, you should just give him exactly what he wants. Now, if you have right now Lamar Jackson at fifty two million. Everybody's saying the number, hell, Joe Burrow's probably going to get 55. Justin Herbert's going to get around 55, somewhere around there, whatever the market bears. And Mahomes might be getting close to 60. I mean, I, I know it sounds crazy just throwing these numbers out there. But, I mean, if you got a quarterback already right now making $52 million per year, 55 is not that far off. And then a 60 is about three or four contracts down the line. And I believe Mahomes is going to be about three or four contracts down the line. And as long as he can stay healthy, he's no. Listen, Patrick Mahomes is worth it. He's no, worth no, no, no doubt. About actually, it. the the rest of these quarterbacks who are signing, they are the quarterbacks who remind me a little bit, a bit of a risk, and mm-hmm. they are the ones who may not live up to the contracts. The truth is, you are getting a bargain for Patrick Mahomes. That's how good Patrick Mahomes is and has been. I went over some numbers to show you just how you know, basically, how worth it Patrick Mahomes is. Um, just to show you where the Kansas City Chiefs are in their dynastic run, because I don't know if it's true, truly a dynasty yet. You want to win back-to-backs. Last team to win back-to-backs was what? The Patriots in 0304. I believe mm-hmm. that we're, we're the longest stretch ever in NFL history where a team has not won back-to-back Super Bowls. Right. Longest stretch in NFL history where uh, we've gone without a back-to-back Super Bowl champion. I think it's going to end. <laughs> I think it's gonna end. I think I think the Chiefs are gonna win another one potentially. Yeah, that could you know cheat. The Eagles have, may have something to say about that. Hopefully, the Cowboys or the Forty ers or the Bengals or the Bills. But man, right now what the Chiefs are doing is unbelievable. And yes, they're gonna end up. By the way, they signed Patrick Mahomes to that last deal, and he was the first quarterback to take up at least seventeen percent of the salary cap and still win a Super Bowl. And still win the Super Bowl. they're shattering the myth about overpaying a quarterback and then winning Super Bowls because he's just that damn good. So how about this? In the entire Super Bowl era, only four teams have ever won three Super Bowls in a five-year span. Steelers, 74-79. Steelers won four and six. Cowboys, 92 Cowboys, 92-95 Cowboys. Uh, 01-05 New England Patriots, and then you throw in that the Patriots are also, because they, they're in there twice, actually. <laughs> so you're talking about the teams, but the Patriots are in there twice because they did it in 01-05 and also from 14-18. Just remarkable. The 49ers in the 80s came close. They won three They won three in six years. So they came close to doing it, being a franchise that did it. The Chiefs are trying to be at least close to being in that same category. Now, they won two in five years. They were 64-18 and 18 since 2018, since Patrick Mahomes basically has become the starting quarterback. And only basically only two teams have won more games in five years. New England, 0307, and Indianapolis, 0509. They hmm. won 65 and 66 games. Kansas City has won 64. They've been 11-3. and That's regular season. They've been 11-3 in the playoffs with Mahomes. Only New England in 2014, 2018 won more playoff games in that time span. They're 11 and 3. Uh, the Patriots won 12. And if you look at total wins in five year span, playoffs and regular season, they got 75. And for Kansas City, and only one team um, has had more wins in recent history in the NFL in that time span. And that's the 03 07 New England Patriots. Interesting. 
They are, I'm telling you, man, it's, they right now are trending toward being a juggernaut. I said, I don't know if they're going to win back-to-backs. They should win back-to-backs. They should. I'm talking about Super Bowl era here stuff. And this is the reason that Patrick Mahomes is worth all the money. Like I said, I would just pay him whatever he wants. And he is <laughs> worth it. No, he, he really is. He's, he's worth that much because he's got a, I always say, I, I want to classify my quarterbacks by their X-Man ability. What do they do as well, if not better than every other quarterback? All right. What can you do that separates you from the rest of these QBs? There is no quarterback, arguably in the history of the NFL, better than playing from a deficit than Patrick Mahomes. It is uncanny what he can do. He's got a 58% win percentage in games where his team was losing by double digits at some point in the game. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> it is the highest in NFL history by far and even close. And you go look, I even went and did deep diving on it and went and looked at in the playoffs, teams. Uh, sorry, great quarterbacks, all-time great quarterbacks. And I shared these numbers with you guys before, actually right after the Super Bowl. All-time great quarterbacks and their win percentage or win-loss record in playoff games where they were down by double digits at any point. And Patrick Mahomes, 4-2, and two, which is freaky. That 4-2. <clears throat> <throat> Lamar Jackson, 1-3. Joe Burrow, 1-2. Josh Allen, 0-4. Drew Brees is one and eight. Aaron Rodgers two and six. Tom Brady the goat five and eight. That's a damn good number. Joe mm. Montana two and six. Brett Favre one and seven. Peyton Manning two and seven. When you're down double digits in the playoffs against good teams, you're not supposed to be able to come back and win. <laughs> it's just not. It's not supposed to happen. It's unfathomable. Don't go down like that in the NFL. It doesn't yeah. happen like that. And this dude is coming back down double digits in the playoffs with a he's got a win a winning record doing it. Mm-hmm. And I know this firsthand. I started keeping track of it because as a Texans fan, I had to deal with it firsthand when the Texans had a 24-point lead on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs and by halftime, yes, by halftime, the Texans were losing that game. They ended up losing 51 to 31 and they led uh, by the way, I think it was a four-point lead for the Kansas City Chiefs at halftime. Mm. After the after the Texans had a twenty-four-point lead, and by the way, there have been thirty-three, twenty-three-plus point comebacks in NFL history, and the only team that led at halftime after being down at least twenty-three points, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> no other team has ever done. Everybody, everybody else, you don't, you don't, you don't, you're not leading at halftime. You may come back and win the damn game in the fourth quarter, but you're not leading at halftime. That's how explosive and prolific and the Category 5 supernova uh, type skill set that Patrick Mahomes has. He's 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 an X-Man. He really is, man. He's like he's a reason. He's an alien. He's a mutant in that capacity, and that's why I would pay him all the money he wants. They they don't even need a big-time receiver. They traded arguably a top-three receiver in the NFL, and the numbers got better. Yeah, for both of them, by the way. So I'm not ain't nothing against him too. Maybe they just—they're both just really great players. But the numbers for the Chiefs didn't fall off at all. They just stopped throwing the ball deep. Right. He they made him a better quarterback because he was using it. Yeah, he wasn't trying to force it in, <laughs> waiting in the pocket for a long time, and then just heaving it up. He actually ran it. I mean, he actually <laughs> ran an offense to where he kept being more efficient as a quarterback too. Yeah. Um, no, man, he's different. And how about this? The, but if he, he needed to come from behind, as you said, he can do, he can do it. To give Brett V some credit, prior to this past draft, 28 players uh, selected by the Chiefs in the past four years, 25 of them played for the Chiefs in 2022. 
Only 11 of the 53 players on the roster from their first Super Bowl uh, were still on the roster for this past Super Bowl. Mm. And of the 22 men who started when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl three years ago, only five, Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and Derek Nottie were suited up uh, for their past, this previous Super Bowl mm. that they just won. He's rebuilding on the fly. Yeah. They, they drafted 10 rookies last year and started six of them. <laughs> Interesting. They started six rookies. Right. They were the, 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 the four rookie Super Bowl starters for the Chiefs um, combined for 61 starts this season, the most since 1991 for a Super Bowl winner. You haven't had a Super Bowl winner start that many rookies or have that many rookies start since 1991. They're rebuilding on the fly. They rebuilt the old line on the fly, rebuilt the secondary on the fly. They go, they'll That's do the wide receiving core pretty soon. Great coaching. And then you'll realize, like, holy hell, did they rebuild? How did they do that? <laughs> no, they've been retooling the whole time. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, all right. Uh, that's why he deserves the money. Just pay the man. He already knows it. he's going to pay him whatever he, whatever he wants, and I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we come back. We'll get into another off the record right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack, plays those jams for us, and uh, based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to uh, gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And today it was Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1. Last week was the sequel, yep, Part yep, 2. Yep. And obviously a lot of talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3, which Harge saw and Chad Hastings saw. You I saw did. it with the fam. Um, Chad gave me a good review. What's your blackbuster review about I, this thing? I, I dug it. I, I, you liked it? You know, most of these movies that I go to, I normally take a little siesta during them. Wow. Yeah, Are you it. one of those people? Oh, man. They got you go to new... the movies to sleep? Oh, man. Pay all that money? I don't sleep? I, well, I eat, too. So, I mean, there's a lot going on there. But, yeah, man, it is, uh, it's very comfortable in there. And they got the AC at the right temperature. So, it's always uh, good for me in there. Uh-huh. But, but uh, I, I really... Really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching that because uh, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and the way that they've gone about everything has been really, really cool. There's different storylines, and where they're going to save the the galaxy is pretty doggone cool. So I I, I give it a thumbs up. All right, I give it go. a thumbs up. I think I want to go see it too. I, I'm a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. Speaking of, Harsh talked about the right temperature. We posed a question earlier because the um, <clears throat> don't blame this on us because I got it from the. EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and the U.S. Department of Energy, they said that people should set their thermostat 78 degrees when they are home and need cooling in an effort to save energy, 82 degrees when you are sleeping, yep, 82 degrees, that's what they said, and 85 degrees when you're away. So I asked for your sleeping, resting, and away thermostat numbers. Uh, here are some on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Hookup 96 says 78, 82 degrees. I'm trying to live, not smoke brisket in my house, okay? So that's how he <laughs> feels about it. Uh, ATX Jacks fan, if it's 82 degrees, I'm sweating my uh, arse off in bed, and that means I ain't sleeping. I, I can't sleep in bed. I can't I, sleep. If I'm sweating in bed, I, I would never sleep i got yeah. i cannot sweat Can't do it. that's why i gotta be at below 70 degrees when i go to sleep uh texture says only time my house is set on 77 degrees is when i'm on vacation for a week i'm at 75 during the day i bet if i go home right now it's at 75 that's just that's our daytime temperature yeah 
And we we got a house that stays relatively cool. It's not a big house. Right, you got right, a big right. house, you got a different issue. You got first world problems. Good for you. You got yep. a nice big house, but you also got to cool and heat your nice big house. That's the way it goes. Um, another texture says, my house stays at 64 degrees all summer. Oh, my goodness. Woo! Oh, my 64. goodness. 64. Damn, you got some, you got, uh, some <laughs> you, you better, icy. I'm hoping you got a small house. Yeah, Because man, that is got, expensive in a big, but a small house? Even I, 64 degrees. I don't, I, small, That's frozen tundra of Lambeau say, Field. You got a, yeah, yeah. You no, got you a, like blankets. Yeah, Maybe. you got a lot of blankets on. That's right. It just sounds icy to me, man. That's, yeah, it's, uh, that's a little. That's like cold. Icy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not the good kind of icy to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, good for you. See, everybody's a little different here. Uh, Putt says the EPA <laughs> can tell me what to set my thermostat when they start paying my electric bill. I knew we'd get some of those, and yeah, you are yeah. correct. I agree with you. Uh, L, lots of hatred for the EPA. Them fools at the EPA ain't <laughs> settling. <laughs> ain't settling their houses. I get it. I get it. I understand. Uh, temperatures goes down when you uh, when you sleep, not up. Uh, um. Yeah. I mean. I. Yeah. I, I think everybody agrees with that. Yep. Uh, man. Lots of hatred for the EPA. I shouldn't have even mentioned the EPA and everything. Well, you uh, had to dress it up. You had well, to let people know where you know got where the it information. Came from. It That's wasn't right. me. I'm not That's coming right. up with this stuff. Sleeping temperature 75 midsummer. Daytime temperature 80. Good for you. Yeah. You. You uh, saving energy for the rest of us. Sleeping 70. Resting 72. Away 60. I mean, sorry, 76 to 78. Uh, Texas 71 all day and night year round fan gets turned on when sleeping I just need other people to save energy to support my cooling habits <laughs> I agree <laughs> I have to sleep with a fan on just for the noise more so than the yeah. actual cool off of cool oh, I need effect. I need airflow I'm um, in a room there's no airflow it's weird it gets stagnant yeah when it's just I don't like nothing so I need airflow because AC is not running non-stop that is true in my room so when the AC shuts off then it's just Stagnant air, and I don't like that. That's a good point. So that's why I like the fan to be on. I, I don't like the stagnant air or fan is always on for me to go to sleep too. Yeah, because I don't like the, the silence. Yeah. yeah, I don't like silence when I sleep. Yeah, is that my, weird. You gotta well, have that little too buzz quiet. I need some, some background noise going on. You yeah. need a little. Yeah, you need a little otherwise, white noise. Otherwise, I can't fall asleep, and I'm listening to everything. If it's too quiet, I can't. I'm just listening to everything. Yeah, yeah. And I, I need some noise so that I can kind of pass out. You can put on one of them. Overwhelm. You can me. put on one of them white noise machines. Uh, I probably could do that. You can yeah. put on. It's like at the ocean or yeah, rain yeah. or one of them. That's fair. Maybe somebody should. Maybe I can talk to wifey about a, a noise machine. I gotta. Mm-hmm. I, I can't just buy one on my own because then she would have to deal with the <laughs> noise oh, yeah, machine yeah, yeah, too. She just yeah. wakes up. She's like, "Is it raining?" You're like, "No, nah, it's my machine. <laughs> That's my machine to make me go to sleep." And wifey sleeps light. Like I'm not a light sleeper, oh, but yeah. she is. She's a light sleeper. She wakes up for any damn thing. Uh, someone that's 71 all day and night. You're Fan gets turned on when sleeping. So I read that one. Um, AGW away 75, home 71, sleep 68. When wife away 65. <laughs> man, you, you I guess you go ham when the wife is away. Yeah. I guess because wife going to be frozen. Ham. Yeah. That's what he got. There's always somebody in the house that's really strict about mm-hmm. the thermostat. There's one, somebody stricter than others. It was my dad when I was growing up. In our house, it's probably, I think it's me. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, I was like, "Oh, it might, it might be me." Uh, there you go. So some of some uh, some of the texts about the um, the EPA's um, their actual recommendations for your summertime uh, temperatures for your thermostat. I agree. Mine yeah. is seventy five all the time. Sixty eight when I go to bed, and when I'm away, seventy seven to eight seventy nine. If I'm like leaving the house and not coming back for a few days, but if the dogs are in there. I got dogs. Always gotta leave it at seventy five for the dogs. Yep. Dogs can't be too hot. They can't be because they'll get you in trouble, dog, if you got your dog in there freezing. I mean, uh, over there too hot. Yeah, I can't get my dogs too yeah, hot. Yeah, people so. are going to be hey, looking for no it. One, no one likes the dog when he starts breathing. 
Oh, yeah. When you get that. And you're like, oh, Pansy. man, really? <laughs> yeah. We doing this? That's your dog telling you, turn the AC down. All right? Yep. I need some more AC up in this joint. I'm going to train, train Lou to go over and turn it down for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lou's smart enough. He can handle that. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, Sark Sound. Sark Audio, courtesy of my man Jeff Hobhorns, 24-7, and audio from Coach Rodney Terry as well from their uh, Texas Fight Tour. All of that and more right here on Baldwin Loud. Wonderful, nothing